Hello, everybody, and welcome to the New Charlestonian Podcast. I'm Thomas Wilkinson, bringing you conversations in the holy city. I had the opportunity to sit down with Frank Wright, who's working as a model uh, in Charleston, but also pretty much all around. Uh, I also had the opportunity to to talk with uh, Chris Kavanaugh, who was there, uh, his photographer, and we had a blast. Uh, both of them, super easy to talk to, uh, really easygoing, really, really positive guys. Some people, when you meet them, you know right off the bat that you could talk to them for hours, and that was the case when I first met Frank back at Fashion Week. Uh, we talk about that a little bit later on, but uh, yeah, enjoy. Well, um, like I said, the idea, it came up about because, you know, for like just when you think of Charleston, um, not just being like a historically, you know, old city where, you know, slavery, et cetera, mm. and, you know, it's just... Um, civil war and everything it's just but where it is today it's it's something that I would have never really actually thought yeah this could be Charleston like, yeah what now you're you're from well like where, where well, I, was, I was born in Torrance California mm-hmm. but um you know uh, my family they live here so like my mom got married with my dad here mm-hmm. and um so basically I did all my schooling here I went to school of the arts I uh, graduated from Francis Mary University with a bachelor's in biology minor in chem um, basically worked in laboratories, um, radiochemistry laboratories, under doctors, dermatologists, yeah. and uh, then I got a scholarship to go overseas and study medicine uh, in Cuba, learned Spanish, uh, came back. Well, 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 let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's dial it back. Yeah, then. I was so, like, you might want to. So, so, so <laughs> at, at the beginning, so you were born in California. Yeah. When did you get over here into South um, Carolina? I would say, like, Three years old, mm-hmm. you know, because my mom was like kind of doing school there yeah. too, and uh, decided to just move over here, relocate permanently, and then be with my father. Yeah, so, was that in Charleston or was uh, that? Well, 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 yeah, that was in Charleston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here. Okay. So, so, and where'd you go to elementary school? Uh, elementary, uh, that was uh, I had to think of the name <laughs> of the school. It's been so long. <laughs> um, there were a couple elementaries. Um, Jenny Moore was one of them. Joe, Joe move around. When yeah, you're like, I, like I like 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 my dad. You know, like he's the um, he's the chairman of the Berkeley County Board School District. So oh, he just really? so it was like he was always trying to keep me like in summer programs and arts. So it's like basically whenever he would put me in like a summer program somewhere and I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. it's like he I'd be like, Yo, Dad, I really think I want to go to the school. So then it would just like basically they would just commute, just take me there and just yeah. you know, I like. So it was like it was kind of like that kind of experience for me. But I went mm-hmm. to Kane Hoy uh, Elementary. I went to um, St. James Santee. I went to like Jenny Moore. Like, um, <laughs> so I've been to like a couple of schools, yeah. but then my, um, for middle school, I got accepted in School of the Arts. Mm-hmm. And there um, I graduated with the first graduating class for 2001. And my major there was visual arts. Nice. Um, well, so. well when, when did that kind of become a thing? Did, did you, that? I, I know with, with some, or I imagine with most art school, mm-hmm. you you're kind of accepted under the yeah, banner to, of some we, Well, at that point in time, I believe there was some kind of standardized, some type of state standardized test that everyone was taking. So and there were, like, me and this other girl, her name was Rebecca, and, um, like, you had to, like, score kind of high on it, and we got accepted. But basically, you know, we we had a huge portfolio of art since, like, elementary, hmm. and we'd been entered into competitions. One, I even had some of my things in the Gibbs, I think it was the Gibbs Met, some museum here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had some things exhibited there, even on the news. So, mm-hmm. like, arts in a low country. So, I competed in all those things. And then, finally, like, it became worth, you know, something, uh, yeah. like an opportunity. So, um, I went, uh, did my portfolio, and got, we got we both we got accepted. And so, 1996 was the year we started at School of the Arts. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was in seventh grade. And ever since then, it's just been, like, like just basically, I've just... I had like the luxury of being able to dabble in all of the different types of arts, like language being one of my favorites. So French was the language of the school. Mm-hmm. Um, then theater, of course, uh, you have um, orchestra, band, dance, writing. My major was visual arts, so it's just like for me, it was just like I was like, wow, I don't only have to do like art, but I, I'm basically experiencing everything, the people. So that, you know, like I don't know, it was just like full throttle, just going forward after that. Like, yeah. How, with the arts. how much do you think that 
School of the Arts, because that was middle school, right? Yeah, middle started. school through high school. Yeah, how, how much do you think that influenced kind of what you do now? I think I, if I tell them to open up that yeah, tablet, yeah. like <laughs> you, you, you'll be blown away. That's just mm. how much it has everything to do with who I am today. Like, it enabled me to um, be able to grasp um, the different, you know, culturally, like how we're all different, you know, um, you know, not just socioeconomically, it's just like, there's something beautiful everywhere you mm-hmm. know like and that's one thing i was able to like gravitate towards like it was awesome to be in a place where sports wasn't you know you didn't have to worry about jocks and sports you could actually focus on your academics but art at the same time and everyone there was it was a, it was like a utopia you know yeah. like everyone was it's like you come to a table and i was like wow this is probably what plato was talking about or something mm-hmm. you know where they're all sitting down and discussing and reading plays and like like I'm here, I'm a visual artist, and my entire classroom, we're going over to the theater uh, department to help them build their sets, yeah. you know, and then like, so like, and then we have all these schools doing field trips to come see us perform and act and see us do our art. It was just amazing. So really it just, I mean, <laughs> what can I, I don't know what to say. It yeah, was, well, like you're talking about languages before, yeah. and I always, um, I, I kind of dabble, well, I mean, it's always been interesting yeah. of mine, but I... Uh, whenever I was at CFC, my mm-hmm. major was classics and uh, you know ancient Greek and yeah. Roman stuff. And I always thought it was really interesting because the the ancient Greeks had a word called uh, erite, uh, oh, but but it's that. it basically stands for for excellence. But the thing was is that it was excellence in all things. That that's warfare, it's powerful. Yeah. beauty. It's like the art uh, of war. Yeah. Uh, intelligence yeah. and stuff and I always thought that was really interesting how uh, because you, the Greeks were such a kind of public mm-hmm. society you know it's not like you had these you yeah. know these games where it's like oh we're doing it just for fun it's like no yeah. you did it and you did it to win and you did it yes, to be recognized yeah. too exactly. and everything was kind of like public so it's that idea that you you're almost always kind of performing, you know? Absolutely, yeah. And so I always found that idea really interesting because I feel like now there's this there's this divide where it's like someone who is smart doesn't feel like they they can Stay be... Stay stuck in that one lane and basically yeah, can yeah. really like... Well, and, and yeah. it's, it's like you can't be smart and athletic or you can't be athletic and smart but Good point, yeah. it was like for the Greeks being physically strong mentally strong all those things were 360 part of, degree like one complete circle yeah, one complete all, individual like, mm-hmm. and that's that's what it really that's that's a good point actually that's that's if anything that's what it really helped me to um, accept was that I'm a multi-talented individual mm-hmm. and every everything that I'm talented or gifted with I should I should perfect it like mm-hmm. I shouldn't like lack in this area and then be really good in this area I work on it and like all academic subjects the same should should deserve the same attention all arts deserve the same attention anything I put on put my hands over you know I should build it up cut it like a diamond and mm-hmm. that's that's basically what it did I would say so yeah. arts I think it's a extremely important thing and um, I think we just need more of it and that's mm-hmm. what like with Charleston coming back to that you know I just I never realized just how many artistic people there were here and just you know, but like so, having a place where they can all meet and just like just bounce ideas off of one another, and then just like work together and mm. projects, like that's that's what this place needs. Yeah. Well, so went to school of the arts, mm-hmm. and then you graduated. graduated, and for for lots of people, there's that that panic where it's like, oh, college, what I want to. Was that it was that a concern, it, or did it you? It wasn't even really a concern because, to be honest, like being at the school you became it's like you know you go through these three stages in life where you're dependent Mm -hmm. independent and then you're basically reliable so it's like I guess like dependence was like up until I got to school of the arts and then it was just like independent Mm -hmm. you know and that's I could say the same with all my classmates and then you know like reliable in time you know like people actually rely on me to help them with things so it was just like I was already prepared I would say like it wasn't even a big deal like we had some of my friends were getting accepted into like the government, the governor's school, and mm-hmm. had to move away. So it was just like it wasn't even a big deal. It's like oh yeah, I gotta go to college, uh, pick a major. 
if I don't want to do visual, I'll pick this. And for me, my mom, she worked at USC, so after school, I would always be like looking through her books or at her job, and I got I got to see them do like you know, you know, angioplasties and all those things through the glass. So I was like, well, maybe I want to be a doctor. You know, and so like seeing that every single day, yeah. like you're just like, yeah, that's probably I thought that's exactly what I want to do. So um, biology became my major in college, and um, minored in chem, and uh, you know that's that was basically it. Like that's I, I didn't play any sports or anything, mm-hmm. uh, but I continued to draw, and um, you know just that's that until I graduated and I, you know my. Um, I fortunately got uh, got a got a great job at a radiochemistry laboratory, and um, it was okay for the time being. But you know, I had other aspirations. Like I still want to be a doctor, you mm-hmm. know, or at least just see what that was like. And yeah. so um, I got it. Got a scholarship uh, overseas, and um, left and went over, and uh, it was it was different. You know, living in Cuba. Yeah. You know, um, of course, the medical care system, the medis- the medical system there is a lot different from over here because medicine is practically free as far as like a couple of cents or um just you just walk into the hospital and get whatever you need and you don't pay anything mm. you know like i got my first filling there like i found i had a cavity and i just went right into the dental the dentist's office and i just filled my tooth for free mm. you know so that was like a really eye-opening experience to be around so many different cultures um as far as like um all the different countries in south america had i was at a school with literally twelve thousand students you know who all spoke one language but it was just like I was just like, wow, you've got well, you've got Portuguese, you know, for the Brazilians, yeah. and it was it was just really amazing. Um, and they were all like, like, like how you just described, like three hundred sixty degree type personalities or individuals who were very artistic. They could paint, draw, act, and so. And they, the thing, craziest thing about it is that they were like sixteen, seventeen years old. I was like, how the heck? Mm. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Uh, the food, the dance, the music. Um, I don't know, like the scenery, getting to, I have my first mojito where um, uh, Hemingway had his, mm-hmm. had pictures there. It's just, it was all like a great experience, man. It was cool. Um, but I came back and uh, I don't know, I just, I kind of missed some things, but then I was, I was like, well, you know, studying 80, 90 hours a week. Yeah. That's going to be for like six years. Wait, how long were you over there? Uh, I was over there for about a semester, full semester and half into the second, so about mm-hmm. a semester and a half semester. And, um, you know, I just said, well, um, I got a while to decide whether or not I want to go back. And uh, me, I just decided to start taking up some courses at CFC for a while, um, just for the heck of it. Um, And then some language courses and stuff like Russian, Mm. crap like that. Um, And uh, after that, I was like, well, maybe uh, I just want to work in labs for a while. I did that, worked on the doctors. What else did I do? Man, Uh, just basically labs, and then I... Relocated up to Philadelphia. Yeah. Where well, yeah. The most curious thing here is yeah. that I know you mm-hmm. mostly from modeling stuff. Yeah, yeah. How does that <laughs> so, come yeah, about? Exactly. Yeah. So just... you're talking. I worked in. I worked at a lab. And yeah. I was doing, I'm, like, I'm like, I'm a stuff. nerd, man. A yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole different. That's what I'm saying. It's like so. Mm-hmm. So it's like went from one thing to the other, and it's like it's just like okay, I've done that. I've done that. Well, maybe I'm going to try this. Mm-hmm. And, like, it never really dawned on me with the whole modeling thing until, like, after the Charleston Fashion Week. And I was just like, wow, like, this is actually, this is art. Yeah. You know, because, you know, the, 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 the perception of it based on magazines and television that I get is just like, oh, these are a bunch of, like, conceited people. And, you know, like, this that's not art, you know. Mm-hmm. But then, like, when I actually got to put my hands on it and see it and watch the designers craft their clothing and like every bit of the, the detail I was like wow this is this is a this is a new this is a whole new world and then the photography yeah. okay I was like holy crap like I'm missing out so then it's like I was just sucked in you know mm-hmm. and I love it so <laughs> yeah was was this past fashion week that what kind of spurred that on yeah was basically I would say because you know I've been told before like you know you 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 and your brothers you guys should model but just like where like okay whatever and then you know something as small as the Charleston Fashion Week. It yeah. just had all those elements, and it was it was just amazing. Is you know? Now, is Devin your brother? Yeah, Devin's my youngest brother, and Glennis is the um, the middle brother. And he, if I remember correctly, didn't he get, like, plucked out of the mall or something? Didn't he, yeah, was it? it was, I think it was, I think it could have been Glennis, 
Glennis got plucked out of the mall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then all the rest of you just got sucked into it. <laughs> yeah, basically. It, it just, it just like, yeah, he was the first one because he was always actually into the modeling thing. Like, mm-hmm. he was always in there taking photos. And I was just like, dude, I don't know what you get out of this. <laughs> you know, like, I was like, you're just conceited. And he was like, no, it just, it just makes me feel good. Like, I like, I just like it. Like, it's just mm-hmm. looking at myself through a different lens, you know. And um, now I understand what he was saying. Yeah. You know, like, you put on clothes or... Or whatever, and you just let the photographer just, I don't know, it's just, it's weird. It's like being in a painting, you know, when when the the product's complete. Well, yeah, especially when uh, it it is that kind of, um, that you you put in the work, and then you, you can see... The, the the reward yeah, so you know, much work so much time right, right. and for then them. it's like for like seven minutes eight minutes and then it's like wow all that but just when you see it it's amazing like and everyone everyone gets to see it and enjoy mm-hmm. it with you and everyone's touched by it so that's what I realized um, I love about it it's not even the money or anything like that it's mm-hmm. just when I take pictures with Chris Kavanaugh and like the responses like people are like I get so many messages on a daily basis they're like I, I just love I just love the pictures they just make me feel like really good you know yeah. like it's like really spiritual and like I'm just like yeah we're all spiritual beings you know so it's just it's a positive thing mm-hmm. like if anything it's being a model is something I think everyone is and in deep inside mm-hmm. it's just you need a chance or an outlet you know to, to really let it all out yeah my <laughs> and again that this kind of goes to mm-hmm. the um, to sort of the the whole Greek thing yeah uh, but uh, my my girlfriend, um, she, she 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 was kind of an ugly duckling growing oh. up. Uh, but weren't we all? <laughs> but she, uh, we we we've had these conversations because she's she's gorgeous, mm-hmm. uh, and we've had these conversations where we talk about nowadays how it's always about like self acceptance and stuff, mm-hmm. and but we've talked about how that that idea of be comfortable with who you are okay. kind of gets misconstrued yeah. into you don't need to work to improve yourself Absolutely. and she always That's a good point. and she yeah. always says just, it doesn't matter what you're doing you know whether it's you know looks intelligence whatever there's always something you can improve that's what he always says mm-hmm. that's, that's his first advice the very first shoot I did with him that's exactly what Chris told me mm-hmm. <laughs> What were you referring to? Like, as far as just, like, in in general, or when it comes to actually, like, the modeling portion? I mean, both, like, portions of it. I mean, as a model, you have mm-hmm. to always improve to, like, basically your walking billboard. So, mm-hmm. I mean, when you're out somewhere, your whole personality, the way you carry yourself, Absolutely. you always have to improve, like, upon that part. And then the same way with, like, just I mean self I mean you're say if it was like a fashion show and you're walking in front of all these people who do you know who can do that without confidence I mean yeah so it has to like you constantly have to improve on yourself and basically just self like self-love basically yeah well and that that is because you were talking about um, school of the arts Mm -hmm. and stuff and I Whenever I was in high school, I did. I was really involved with band, and stuff, right. but yeah. I also. <laughs> but what'd you play? Tuba. Yeah. <laughs> I, I started off trumpet, then I switched to French horn. Okay. So I classed it up. Uh, but, but I also dabbled in something called Winter Guard, which is like mm-hmm. a. Yeah, it, it's like a. It draws from the same components yeah. you see of like the color guard on. on you know, in marching band stuff, but it's much, uh, it, it's done like a gym, yeah. much more emphasis on dance, uh, and, and also uh, kind of more nuanced mm-hmm. shows and stuff, but the, the dance part was a big component, and so I just, it was, you know, I, I really enjoyed the people who were doing it and stuff, so they're like, hey, you should come do this, so yeah. I did, but it is a really weird thing when you are you're trying to perform and th- th- there's something about your body being the tool where it is uh, it, it's, you, you can't 
you can't say like oh well i just like wasn't like feeling that day it's, it's like there's no kind of escaping it that's you yeah mm-hmm. and there's no sort of distancing yourself from what people see and i remember it was so weird because and i've done loads of things i've having to cuz i i took like beginner ballet classes and stuff yeah, I mean, I with those yeah but but what was what was so weird is that I, that that was one of the hardest things i've ever done because it was one of those things where it's like man i it's, it's, it's especially if you don't kind of have that that grace and you have Fluidity. to kind of yeah and develop it yes. it's such a weird thing because in a, in a way it's you're doing something that isn't prototypically yeah. masculine yeah. yet yeah. it's almost <laughs> yet it's almost a challenge to your masculinity because you can't do it it's like why yeah. can't you do this man yeah. it's like you should come on be a man and and, and, and get it's these like, like what's nice the problem? Be a man here. yeah <laughs> yeah and, and it's but it is such a weird a weird uh thing where it it is all you yeah. and there's no there's no escaping if you know if someone says this isn't right or this isn't right this isn't right you you have to kind of develop a okay this is this is constructive criticism yeah. attitude mm-hmm. because otherwise it it can really yeah. get you yeah. down and uh that, i mean it's i guess there's room for interpretation but you don't have as much wiggle room as you would with like music mm-hmm. or you know, visual art you're, or something like right. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you, your, your brothers were actual models for Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. And Devin, didn't he win? Like one of the... Um, no, I, I mean, well, I know the designer they walked for, um, Frie, mm-hmm. Poku, he won. Um, and uh, there was another guy who actually won the run, uh, ripped the runway or I forgot his name. Um, James Hong. Hong, yeah, mm-hmm. James Hong won it. But um, they, I mean, they're I mean they they did a great job. Their faces mm-hmm. are like were remembered, like and everyone remembered them because uh, CNN it was like mm-hmm. aired on CNN. So everyone was like, yeah. you know, I see your brothers. You guys yeah. are on cable or whatever. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it was just um, you know, I mean, to me, they ripped the runway. You know, they mm-hmm. they did a great job. <laughs> yeah. So um, and of course there were mobs. Like mm-hmm. ripping my brother's shirt when we walked down the street. Yeah, I, I still like I couldn't get away from that feeling of when Glennis first walked around the corner, and it was just silence, and it was just basically when all the other designers were like showing, everyone was just clicking like you know, not even like really paying attention. They were paying attention, but not so much. Yeah. But then as soon as like that music just came upon, yes. And then he just walked, walked. and it was just the whole masculinity of. It was just what yeah. it was representing what the icon of like a man should be, should be. Mm-hmm. with that yeah. whole outfit, and Mufasa. it was just like <laughs> it was just breathtaking. Yeah, it was breathtaking. That was just it was an amazing moment for me, like to to be in the audience and just be a fan. Hmm. You know, I'm just like, wow, this is awesome. You know, like I get to see my brothers walk down the stage and they look so great. You know, yeah. like like it's like whoa, this is this is what it's about. Like, and to see everyone there, like in the audience, there for the same reason and just. Not really knowing what to expect, like he said, when, when they came around that corner, mm-hmm. it was just like, Whoa. I was like, holy crap. I mean, it was just so quiet. <laughs> I was in the photography pit, and as soon as, like, they came out, it was just, all yeah, the yeah. cameras just... Splashing. It was amazing. <laughs> so what was the process after that, after Fashion Week? That was back well, in March, Yeah, right? well, the process afterwards... Um, well, we, yeah, we, we all yeah. met up. We all just, yeah, yeah. mental lines. Said, um, <laughs> I saw Devin on a like, webpage for basically models called Model um, Mayhem. Mm-hmm. And like I really didn't know who he was, so I really didn't bother to like actually message him. But then I saw him at Fashion Week, and I was like, oh, this is the same dude. And then I actually Facebooked him. And I was like, hey, yeah, let's get together and do a shoot and whatever. He was like, yeah, let's um, do it. He was like, yeah, can my brother and everyone come? I'm like, yeah, sure. Mm. <laughs> so then what, the funny thing is he was like, yeah, I have another brother. He didn't walk in fashion week, but um, he's really good like looking guy. I was like, yeah, bring him. Whole, it's him. Yeah. He lives like five minutes away from okay, Yeah, like there. right down the street <laughs> from him. I'm like, like, where are you? Like, where have you been? Yeah. But, I mean, we just went there and it was... It was you, 
Glennis, um, Glennis, Fabian, yeah, Fabian and came to Devin. Yeah. And all of us did our first shoot at the Francis Marriott, um, Marriott Hotel mm. on the rooftop. And it was just chemistry straight yeah, from was, there. It was amazing. And we just started <laughs> shooting and shooting. And we got like great response from it. Yeah. So after that, I mean, we wanted to take it to the next level. Yeah. And we like just start shooting more and more and just getting our portfolios ready. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do like meet with Ophrie and everything. Mm-hmm. And then this lady named Nina Nesbitt, she's a model coach. Yes, great. The most like... <laughs> Excellent. She, I mean, she's yeah. just like words can't explain. Yeah, how maybe you have she, to meet her. Yeah, like <laughs> you know. Yeah, but I mean, she, me, and Frank were. Oh, mm-hmm. Frank and I were going to New York and Philadelphia. He yeah. had a meeting with Wilhelmina, so she was like, "Hey, you guys going to New York?" I was like, "Yeah, we're yeah. going." And um, I'd done some work for her models that were going to new york as well imta imta so basically she was like you know what i'm going to help you out so she got on the phone and i mean major pool just like that she (laughs) called um mc squared model management which is a huge model and agency in new york Mm -hmm. then she was like you know what i'm help you out even more she called boss model management (laughs) then she called um q model management In red, but we had to re- yeah, we, red, we couldn't we make to, red. It was just, yeah, it was yeah. just no time. Mm. But and then <laughs> I, what was the other one? There were um, I think there was like another one, but the main, but the main ones, yeah, like the we, main, we made the main ones. Yeah, so we went there and I showed them my work and they were like they loved yeah. it. Mm. I mean, just looked through the portfolio yeah. and they were like, when they you get here. Away come back they asked me my age I'm like I'm 19 they're like what yeah in a a place like New York I was like wow I mean that was like a great experience because someone my age who I don't know it's just funny to actually be in the belly of the beast and like where Mm -hmm. everything's created Mm -hmm. and then you got like this high school student who's going to New York and you show them your work and they're like we love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, whoa, wow. It's like, really? they, were, they, were, they were, like, one of, I think it was, which one was it? Uh, it was Q-squared models. M-squared. Uh, um, oh, or was it the second one? Where they, where the, where the um, agent was actually quizzing him on camera techniques just mm-hmm. to see whether or not he shot the pictures. And he was just like, he knew all the stuff. Yeah. So she was like, well, what do you do in this situation? Or that? And she was like. She was like, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. Because she's like, you know, in a place like New York where it's like population eight, nine million people, you know, you've got so many wannabe photographers mm-hmm. and people who are think they're it, you know. But she's just like, you know, we're, we're used to seeing a lot of stuff, and it's just not up to par. And they basically just put his stuff, his photos next to their things, and they're just like, whoa, this is crazy. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. So, you know. <laughs> do, do you think that that being in Charleston kind of affords you this opportunity to uh, to sort of have the freedom to do something like that and not be lost in the crowd? Hope, say that, repeat that again. Do do you think it allows you to kind of be able to sort of hone your skills and explore without being lost in the crowd? So basically, like, say, you know, you're a photographer in New York or something. Mm -hmm. I feel like every photographer is trying to do their thing and there's just so much noise that... Uh, I think that's a yeah. I think that definitely could have a lot to do with it. You know, mm-hmm. like because uh, in here, like it just seems like like when like when we really started like really just grasping the entire scenario and what was going on, we began to like look around and we wanted we we actually were looking for advice. You know, we're just like who can help us. You know, like what what do we do? What's the yeah. next step? And you know, and then it was just like wow there's no one really here to help guide us no one's going to pull us under their wing so we just had to do our own research and, yeah, I mean, and tons of night of yeah, google no sleep YouTube. no sleep i mean just 23 hours <laughs> yeah. worth of staying up Editing when we went pictures, to new york yeah. we stayed up three days, for three straight, days straight literally I mean, yeah. I was like cat napping, but it was yeah. like five minutes and yeah. up again. Editing all the way up there <laughs> editing while we're there it's just and it's just amazing like to to actually and so that's what i mean it was literally like like the 360 degree, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, uh, I don't know what you'd call it. I'm not the theory or whatever it is, but just the, <laughs> just the, just the, that process of, you know, being uh, one, one complete person, mm-hmm. you know, and taking everything that you do and perfecting it. 
And I was like, yeah, I'm a visual artist. Like, I've done this. I've done, I know all this stuff. I, I can do all of it. Mm-hmm. And so we're just sitting there and we're looking at things and we're just bouncing the ideas off one another. And then before you know it, we're like, yo, well, let's just do it ourselves. And then, you know, so, yeah, I think that did have a huge effect on it. Um, the fact that we couldn't really, like, venture out and outsource yeah, and get the help that and advice we needed. There was really no one to really look up to. a lot of people are, like, standoffish and Very clickish. Them, like, if yeah. I give you information, then yeah. that'll take from me. And yeah. When it shouldn't even be like that. Yeah. I mean, when you are at a point in your career where you can help someone, why not give them that help? Because at the end of the day, once you're dead, what good is that information to yeah. you? Yeah. So if you can give that information to someone else that's going to help them, and even if they become better than you, that means you taught them well enough. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, that's all. Yeah. I mean, it could help someone and just pass on and pass on. So, but it's seen here is kind of like tightly knit Very. that you can't really go out and say hey man how did you do this or how did you do that mm-hmm. and then when you get to a certain point of like where you're starting to master your skill level mm-hmm. and when you're kind of there and you reach that peak of you really can't grow anymore yeah. at like here mm-hmm. so you it's like you leave. have to leave yeah. and then so you can be around people who actually are above that level that you are that you can keep growing from yeah. it and just basically collaborating Absolutely. with mm-hmm. them that's true yeah well I wonder too like what you're talking about with if you know something if, you know if you know it pass on that knowledge mm-hmm. to the yeah. people I feel like in a way that I wonder if that's a contributing factor to what we're talking about about the uh, the kind of arts scene or, or the developing arts scene around here because it, it seems like especially with food mm-hmm. uh, it seems like you have a lot of chefs who oh, yeah. are from here or whatever they go off and run restaurants you know they, awesome. they learn the business and then they come back to start up their own things and because of that mm-hmm. you know the the city benefits because yeah. because you know they they put in the work here they went you know as, as far as they could went to another market where they could mm-hmm. you know, hone their skills outlook, yeah, yeah, even further. And totally. then once they get to that level, bring it on back. And it's like, hey, so this is this kind is, of the level where we're working what, now. This is yeah. what I have. This is the product. And, and like, it's basically it, you know. Like, so, um, yeah, I'd say that was just, it was just an eye-opening experience to really, to experience that. You know, like, mm-hmm. just, it was me and Chris and Nina on the phone the entire time just, like, you know, giving us advice, and I was like, whoa, I can't believe we're doing this, and mm-hmm. then just to go from one place to the next, and just, like, their jaws are, like, dropping. Especially <laughs> as a team, when you do things, yes, like, yeah. I mean, like they said, if you try to do something yourself, I mean, you're not going to get as far as you can with a yeah, team. team, and, like, Mental I feel alliance, like every yeah. single person with our team, even out of the model and scene, mm-hmm. help contribute, in, like, to each attribute of, like, where we are now, yeah. and, I mean, it's basically, like, funny thing, like, agencies and just, like, hit. <laughs> like, yesterday I spoke with... Um, a slam, uh, Rodney, um, or was it? He's Rodney. Rodney. Um, yeah, he's the head of Slam Model <laughs> Management. And, I mean, he's, like, the president, and yeah. he requested me on Facebook and wanted me to, like, talk to, like, wanted to talk to yeah. me. And he manages huge celebrities, Tyrese. like Cynthia Bailey, who was at Fashion Week, Tyrese. Yeah. Uh, just yeah, <laughs> so so many huge yeah. many people are. Yesterday I talked with what's his name, too, guy of the. Um, I think we talked about last night. Uh, what, what is his name? Um, just for men. Oh, Adam Bird, Adam my friend Bird. Adam Bird. Mm-hmm. He hit us up, like we did yeah. a conference with him, and he was just like giving us advice. Like he's the face for just for men, the yeah. black guy, and it's mm-hmm. just like. I was just like, holy crap, dude, this is crazy. So so it's just, that's 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 exactly what it is. It's like, it, that's what you have to do. That's yeah. the formula. You well, know? It, it's, it's funny, too, because my, uh, well, my friend and I will go out places and do stuff. You know, we're kind of, we we definitely, when we're in a place, we have to like get in them over. It's like, all right, yeah. going to talk to people, let's go. But when it's the two of us, it's... We're we're having such a good time with yes. just the two of us. You kind of it's, don't notice. It, what well, it's 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 like. Well, we're having a good time, but it always seems like people see us like they're having a good time. I want to like hang out with them. Yeah, it, it yeah. really is. You know, so Positivity so it it seems like that's that, that sort of translates well. Where it's like, well, they're doing good work and they're mm-hmm. kind of doing have a, a a positive thing going on. Mm-hmm. Let's 
exactly. kind of Napoleon do Hill, something like that. There you mm-hmm. go. You know, you gotta you gotta think it and you speak it and keep it positive, and that's what comes back to you. you know, like you, you you reach your goals, your team, everyone in that alliance reaches. And especially when ev- mm-hmm. everyone's like seeing that end in mind. Exactly. And they're working to get to that. It's no one saying I'm going to go this yeah. way. I'm going to go this way. Yeah. And zigging and zagging, it's like everyone's on that straight line, ready to yeah. get to that point. And when, like, even if you have people in your group who's ready to zig, you kick them out. Yeah, you just, it, it's, you, just, you, know, you gotta it keep going. You know, it's it. just, well, I mean, it's just like, well, I mean, this is kind of like, well, this is what the goal was. This is what we started out with, and we respect, you know, whatever you want to do. It's just like, but but we can still reach it together if you want, you know. But mm-hmm. that's, you know, so you definitely have to have a strong mental spiritual alliance, you know, and. Uh, and don't let money or any of that that stuff get in between it. That mm. money is like the least of our concern right now. Mm. Like we don't we don't we didn't we didn't we don't even discuss money. We like mm-hmm. like we're, we just talk about services. We're like, so what can we do for you? Yeah. Like, how can we help you get to where you need to go? And then immediately it becomes like, okay, so now we're sitting at a table and okay, so this is what I can do. This is what you can do. Like, let's bring that all together and uh, let's let's create this. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. You know. So that's that's basically what we've learned out of this, like really how to do that. <laughs> well, it seems like too, especially with the um, the school of the arts. It seems like the more you're exposed to the the nuts and bolts of mm-hmm. kind of the, the process behind the quanta. Yeah, like mm-hmm. what it takes to put on a stage show, what it takes exactly. to you know make music, what it takes to to paint a painting exactly. you you glean a, an, appreci- an appreciation for that so when it comes to actually do those things mm-hmm. you're not focusing on the end product exactly. you're, you're focusing on the the, the steps you know the yeah. process mm-hmm. each step has to be executed perfectly you mm-hmm. know and that's 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 the most important thing like there's no half stepping like everything is done like i've watched this guy sit up and um when we'd get together after we worked done like huge shoots and we just get back and it's time for editing. This guy will sit up literally for like, he would say four hours on a picture, but I like six, eight hours. Mm-hmm. And he will just, he will just do like different versions. Like, he's like, I just don't like these. Like, what do you think? I was like, I don't know, you know, and it's because they all look good. Yeah. And, but you have to pick one of them. And I mean, here you have like 98% of the pictures are perfect in raw format. And you got to pick like some of them. So mm-hmm. you could imagine what that's like. It's just. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, he used to say, you know, I hate shooting you guys. Give me all these good pictures, yeah. you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, kind of, where are you now with the whole modeling thing? What's What's your What What are your your goals, or are there any goals in particular? Oh, yeah, or are you we've just... got a lot of goals that we're reaching. One of them in particular, um, like uh, I was talking about earlier, was like. Um, like a collaboration mm-hmm. for a new club in Charleston, the Metropolitan, with Mr. Ravenel. Um, that's uh, that's something that just came about, like you know that he saw our work and he like and he saw like the influence that we've had locally, um, just in general in the arts area, mm-hmm. and so he just he he really wanted us to be a part of his uh, his movement and uh, the construction of the, or the reconstruction or of this mm-hmm. this this idea, the Metropolitan. So that um, is something that's in the works now. Um, other things that came about from this, basically uh, getting approached with for, to basically model for different products. Um, I don't know, I might be able to show you this one in particular for Vima. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. South by Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just like, um, like people love the work, and so basically what this was all basically advice of Adam Bird. He's like, you basically need to put your face on a product. You need to get on a product. Bam, mm. and that became like what I um, like Verve Man or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so that's an energy drink. Uh, you've probably seen like some of the cars, a lot of people with the orange cans, mm. the Vima cans, and stuff. What else has happened? Oh man, there's so much. Um, recently, um, well, we actually organized like a ten million dollar shoot with the help of Josh Ratliff. Was that on the, the yacht? yacht? Yeah, yeah. And, I saw uh, that on Facebook. Yep. I was and like, what are they doing yeah. out there? So that's right. We learned how to the put most those relaxing things together. Shoot. And you know what? All of that was free. Yep. Mm. Every single bit Mental of it. Mental alliance. Like yeah. just, <laughs> and uh, one of the models, Mark, 
with the with the photos that Chris shot there, he was like chosen. No, it's a uh, Click Models. Yeah, Click Models is using the photo the the photo by Chris on their website. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like yeah, money wasn't. We didn't talk about exchanging money yeah. or anything, but that wasn't like our goal is like you said executing those steps perfectly because because the next thing is like the bigger picture we're like well let's shoot a commercial so now we're working on commercials and we're just like let's do this and let's do that so so we're not i'm not worried about like you know the currency i'm just like well when you get good enough at what you're doing yeah that's gonna come it's like by the truckloads i'm not worried about it um pretty sure steven spielberg didn't start out like with truckloads of money yeah you know lucas either Mm. um so like uh Basically, it's just that. Like we just, it's just things just keep coming our way. Like we just put a little bit of energy, like put that energy out there, and it's just like, it just keeps coming in the waves. Yeah. Like people are just like, you know, I see you can do this. Like how can you help me with this? It's a lot of work. Yeah, a yeah. lot of work. Yeah, it is. There, there had to be that moment though where you're just like waiting as they're like resetting the lights and you're like, so this is what a, a yacht looks like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I tell you, as soon as I came on, like the yacht, I was like. Yeah, and, and then I just set my. We camera took our down. shoes off. Yeah, I, I set my camera down. I was like, you know what? You stay there. You stay there. So then I, I was just up front of the yacht, just looking. I was on the yeah. top deck. I was like, oh, check out the jet skis. Yeah. Oh my and gosh! It was, it was like, just everything in the yacht was just like this pristine. beautiful wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was just. Like, and it gives you that motivation to say, yeah. "I'm going to have." This. Yes, yeah. like that's what like like we were all like. I was like, holy crap, Chris, like, how did we get here from there to there? He's like, dude, like, we just got to keep doing what we're doing. I was like, yeah, we, we, we definitely do. We have to keep going forward. And another thing, like, we made great friends with, like, the crew there. Like, yeah. so whenever they come back down, which is going to be pretty soon in Charleston, they're just like, okay, you guys are going to come on. We're going to call you, and we're all going to go out and, you know, jet ski, have fun. So it's like you just end up, like, just having this huge network. You're not rich. You end up being wealthy. Yeah. Like, that's that's the key, you know, like, yeah. uh, to success. Actually, I was gonna say, actually, uh, speaking of the crew, I think um, well, I don't think I know Gordon Ramsay. Actually, for a while, he because he worked under the tutelage of some like master chef or something, mm-hmm. and you just got got uh, the, the whole you know I think it was New York or something restaurant in- yeah. industry yeah. just kind of warm out, and so he spent some time. Being a private chef wow. on a yacht. That's that awesome. was. You got to travel in. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would love that life. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, man. There's no worries. I mean, but that, that crew works really hard. Like, mm-hmm. everything in yeah. that, that ship is just. I mean, think about perfect. Washing a, what, 50 foot yacht yeah. every day. <laughs> Ten, that, like, the, I think she told us it was like $2 million and, yeah, a year. $2 million wow. just to keep To maintain it. Like, it's like a holy crap. It's insane. But, I mean, the customers, the, the clients, the, you know, I mean, for one entire week, you're looking at maybe half a million dollars to one point. I mean, half a million to one point five million, mm-hmm. just to go where they take them, which is like literally anywhere, you know. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, everyone should have that kind of lifestyle, and and it's it's reachable if work hard. If work. you work hard and you and you do that, like take these steps to success, and don't worry about like, oh, how much am I going to get paid for that? And because when whenever you do that, you limit yourself a whole mm-hmm. lot. Like I, I mean, like I can. I mean, I'm just like, wow, you know, what if, what if we had said something about like, well, this is going to cost that or how much, how much, you know, should we charge this person for that? You basically just like cut off your arm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, you didn't even know. Like that model could be the next model that just is on the cover of GQ magazine or something. Yeah. And you're the one who shot that photo. So it's like that, you know, you all work together, mm-hmm. you know? So um, I'm not going to ask something of someone that, you know, I definitely wouldn't of myself, you know? So, yeah. you know, <clears throat> sure. Yeah, I I had a moment, of probably a few months ago. Yeah, where I was driving down uh, Lockwood, and I saw Lockwood all, moment. <laughs> you know, I saw all, all the boats, and I was like, "That's right! Like people use those yeah. and have them. <laughs> they are just like sets, just standing there." I was yeah. like, "Oh yeah, there are people who live on this peninsula." Yeah. I like walk by those people, yeah. and it's like, "Oh yeah, I I have oh yeah, I own that fifty that eight yeah. foot yacht. Right out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of like we were, we were saying before about how you realize that, and not not so much the the yacht itself, but more of a a symbol of something that 
that seems so yeah. out of reach when not. you realize that's attainable. You know, exactly. whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. Because it's not necessarily about the yacht. It's about being able to get to a point mm-hmm. you think yeah. is, mm-hmm. you know, that's, well, like I said, that's, yeah. oh, that's right. People, yeah. just regular people have those things because they've, because at at some point to them, whether they always realize it or mm-hmm. they had that little epiphany, but they kind of realize, oh, that's not unattainable. Absolutely. You know, that's that's something that can be done. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a lot of years of hard work and years. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was like, when I first started, like just doing it, and I would never like even think to be my age, I would be at the position I am now with everything that's like just happening. <laughs> it, it required years of hard work, years of just basically YouTubing and Google. That's if anyone asked me like how I like got to where I am now with my photography from the way it looks, YouTube and that's Google. A, that's a good especially one. when you grow up and like you don't really have like those people who you see on Vogue and those photographers there are even local photographers just to like help you out with it. I mean you have to like do it yourself and then when you are able to ha- actually have like a team or mm-hmm. anything like that um Charlotte <laughs> but when you're able to like actually have a team that you can collaborate with and I mean just you have so many different people who have different connections coming from this way and mm-hmm. you never know who knows each other and how you guys can like just come together and benefit each other I mean it helps you get places faster I mean, Fashion Week was how long ago? It's March. March. Yeah, I think that six some, months. Yeah. And where we are now, Look, I mean, that, that's what I'm I, saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we never stopped. We mm-hmm. we like our thing was we can never be comfortable and we should never get complacent. Well, and t- mm-hmm. talk about that too, because uh, the and I deal with this mm-hmm. constantly, which is I get in my own way and I'll start doing something mm-hmm. and then whenever I get to a point where I'm like I just uh, it's not good enough or mm-hmm. I, it, people, people aren't going to want to you know look at this or read this or whatever talk about getting past that point oh, oh that's with where, me every day really oh, yeah. where you're just like <laughs> I, I suck at this I'm a failure he's, he's his biggest critic I mean, like people can like wow they should be in the magazine I'm like he's like no trash can <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's basically when you know that feel, feeling when something yeah. is for you and mm-hmm. basically, yeah. like, even if you try to quit, I mean, you're yeah. still going to go back to it like an hour later and, like, let me start this again. Yeah. And it's just determination that gets you past that point. I mean, it's many of day last night. I'm, like, <laughs> editing the picture. I'm, like, I, I'm just so tired of this. It's, like, when is everything Four just going to happen? <laughs> yeah, but, I mean... As you're saying that things are already taking place, exactly. and you're you're not really like looking at the bigger picture of you were here yeah. and now you're here. Exactly. Like it was a time in life where you wouldn't even be able to have an agency Conceive come it, yeah. to you. Mm-hmm. An agency really doesn't speak to anyone, anyone. without <laughs> them having like tons and tons of like connections. And when they're coming to you just to talk to you, and it's like you have to look at it and just think. Like I say, seeing the end in mind, what if you keep going on that path and keep staying determined, no matter what people say about your work, whatever, no matter what people think about what you do, and you just keep pushing towards it, I mean, that's going to get you past that hump of, oh, this sucks, this sucks. And I mean, obviously, if everyone is liking it, you're doing something correct with it. So just keep pushing with it and better and like getting better and better at what you're doing it it'll it'll help you get past it because I mean I'm sure even Annie Leibovitz which is like a huge American like Mm -hmm. vote photographer or Stephen Meisel even says like they suck at the point they are now and they're like (laughs) at the top of the game so I mean as like as like just oneself you're always going to be your biggest critic and feel like you suck at something. I mean, I might show you a picture right now that yeah. I feel like just is complete trash, and you might love it. <laughs> and you might show me an article you wrote that you th- like thought were just like, eh, and I love it. Mm. But I mean, it's basically just even like with me, I s- like even the shoot I shot, 
Um, when was that? Moment? It was uh, last, just past Saturday. We, we, a friend of ours who's actually in the, uh, well, there's, there's this shade line. You could actually range. put it like this. Even the yacht shoot. Yeah. Everyone thought that shoot was great. I feel like no, it wasn't felt, that great. Yeah. Mm. I, I feel like I could have done way Ten better times on better. it. He was, but yeah. at the end of the day, that's just setting me up for that same drive. I feel that oh, this sucks. I could have did better. I'm going to take all that knowledge I knew that I could have did like done way better on on that nice. shoot and apply it to the next. And that's how you keep getting better and better. And it keeps it helps you to keep moving on even when you yeah. want to quit at that. There's so many times and during shoots. It's like, I'm just like, he would be like, oh, this, this photo is awesome. He's like, okay, you can stop posing. Come over here for a second. I'm looking, I'm like, whoa, dude, that's, that's great. Like, and everyone's just like biting their fingers like, holy crap. And then he's like, well, that's good. It's deleted. And I was like, why'd you do that for? He's like, you got to do something better. And it's like, so every time it was just like, yeah, like he just forced just all of us to step to it like up. <laughs> like even when you're on set, improve. Because I mean. Like you said, if you stay complacent with that and you just feel like, oh, yeah, that's okay. And, I mean, you're going to end up just staying complacent (laughs) and not getting any better at what you do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No growth. Yeah. Well, so you talked about the... I'll say well, the, 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 the Vima, Vima uh, the energy drink. We got that going for us right now. Uh, and then there's also this um, designer uh, Trey out of Miami uh, who's got a clothing and shade line mm-hmm. Rage. And actually, the acronyms it's uh, it's R A Y G. Reach all your goals. Reaching mm-hmm. all your goals. So it's really positive. Um, and uh, so we just basically again offered our services, and he flew up here, and we had dinner, and. And so now we're just like collabing, like doing a huge collaboration. We're shooting some commercials for them. We just did some photo shoots with the shades and like basically took their, like their best looking guys and turning them into models. And mm-hmm. so it's like, we're just, it's, I don't know how, it's just like, it's just, we're just taking everything that we know and just applying it. Like, and it's, it's easy. Yeah. It's working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much yeah. for sitting down. We appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs>